Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey there, Senders. Welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. This is episode 40, and this one is a little bit different. I was a little reluctant to do this one, but oh man, it was a lot of fun. Adam Mock, a good buddy of mine who's also a fellow mountain bike YouTuber, took over the Segment Studio and was actually the host on this episode. His special guest is me. (laughs) So in this episode, you're going to learn a little bit about Mark Hill, who is Mark Hill behind the segment, and a little bit of my personal story and what helps shape and created the segment, uh, the segment podcast and the segment YouTube channel. So hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get into the show, always do want to say thank you to the supporters of the show. Thank you so much to YT Industries. YT Industries live uncaged young talent because it's all about the stoke. Now, I'm not a young spring chicken, but I do have a lot of fun and I channel that fun through my youth. Uh, So young talent, so YT. So thank you so much for your support to the segment podcast and the segment YouTube channel. Also, special thank you to Tasco. Tasco making some awesome apparel out there for all of us out there in the mountain biking community. Tasco with the amazing gloves. Um, their Phantom series, you guys, check that out for the summer season as it warms up out there. It's hot. The Phantom series uh, comes in the gloves and the shorts and the shirts. And they're just really lightweight, breathable material to help us whether we need something for our hands. Um, or the Phantom Series in the Scout Shorts, which are very breathable and eco-friendly material that's just comfortable to ride in. So thank you so much to Tasco for the support for the segment podcast. Also, a special thank you to Spy Optic. Spy Optic's doing some amazing things, and one of the greatest pieces of technology that Spy offers is their Happy Lens technology. If you guys don't know, go check it out because it is super cool. Basically, I'm going to break this down and probably mess it up, but there is blue wave light that's bad for us, right? We don't want to watch that when we're we're trying to go to bed at night and it actually disturbs us. But the short wave blue light is the one that is the the bad one. (laughs) See, I'm totally goofing this up. It's the long wave blue light that's good for us. It increases serotonin as well as produces more alertness. And it has been clinically proven to do so. And that is the technology that's behind the Happy Lens. Block out that negative short wave blue light, but let in the nice long wave blue light. Um, and it's in all of their glasses. If you take a look at Spy Optic glasses, you'll find it in their lifestyle glasses. But as us mountain bikers will wear goggles, it's in the lenses of the goggles as well. And not only that, the foundation goggles have the widest periphery in the market. So allowing you to see the trail from side to side easily. And last but not least, special thank you to a new company that I still can't say the name to yet, but I can't wait to be able to tell you who it is. But let's just say they make some great protective gear 
in 2015 they purchased Pac so you know that their gear is legit and a lot of their um, technology is based around MotoGP so they're able to take some of that marry that with what they've gleaned from Pac and create a brand new mountain bike protective gear that I think you guys are going to love and I can't wait to share that with you but without further ado Hope you enjoy this episode of Adam Mock's takeover of the Segment Studio, interviewing his special guest, Mark Hill, with the Segment. What's up, senders? I have been waiting to say that for so long. By so long, I mean less than a year because I've only known Mark less than a year. But I love every time he says, what's up, senders? This is Adam Mock. If uh, you don't know who I am, I'm actually a leadership coaching specialist. I'm a professional artist and an MTV YouTuber. More importantly, I'm a huge fan of the segment and Mark Hill as a person. And so I'm so excited tonight to actually take over the segments podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, my voice won't sound like Mark's because I'm just not him. But he is backstage and we're going to bring him on. And uh, I cannot wait to have this time with him. So let's bring on Mark Hill. What's up, Mark? What's up? I love what you've done with the place. It looks, <laughs> it looks great. It looks so sick, doesn't it? This what is awesome, it, man. What does it look like to be on the other side of the square, on the right man, square? It's totally different over here. It's uh, I, I'm not reading the comments. I don't have my hands on buttons or anything. This is kind of nice. I got one hand on a drinky drink. Oh, you know what? Get, I got, Gatorade, I'm gonna, might I say. Oh, I was going to put one hand on a drinky drink with you oh this looks like water but it's not it's organic vodka <laughs> so <laughs> hey cheers <laughs> cheers buddy cheers <laughs> cheers thank you for the takeover this is this thank is great. you for allowing me to take over what's up rich on two wheels and mark good to see you all here oh, uh yeah. let's 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 be clear about this mr hill uh you did not ask to be a guest on your own show did you <laughs> Yes, definitely no. <laughs> how did this how did this happen? How did I end up taking over your podcast? I think it was um we were out riding one day and you go, you know what would be a great idea? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Actually, wait a minute. I'll take it back even further because you and Tony the Outsider took over my channel a couple months ago. That's right. Which That's was right. pretty dope, I thought. <laughs> that was a great takeover. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. You and Tony wrote at Vail, but like what happened to your footage that led to you taking over my channel? Man. That led to this takeover. So if you guys know a little bit about me, you know that I've got a toddler at home. I've got a 10-year-old and I've got a toddler, um, a turdler. And sometimes he'll come into the office and he'll grab whatever's on the desk and he'll start pushing buttons. Unbeknownst to me, he had set the ratio off on the GoPro. And I spent an entire ride with Tony, the outsider, in this funky ratio where the footage looked like it was in a Rubik's Cube and I couldn't do anything with it. 
I was trying to figure out how I was going to edit it and what I was going to do with it, but my laptop, which is a 2016 MacBook Pro, <laughs> couldn't even run the footy on it. <laughs> so the smartest person that I know in the YouTube realm that deals with all of this is my good friend Adam Mock. And so I reached out to Adam and I said, bro, is there anything you could do with this footage? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mark, that was so fun. I have to, okay, so it's so interesting. We were uh, talking about this the other day, actually, when I had a chance to see you. There was something so awesome about uh, taking my point of view of an experience I wasn't at as a fan of you and as a fan of Tony the Outsider and knowing uh, Velocity because I had ridden there with you and kind of putting my spin on your adventure, it felt so sick to me. It felt like I actually was on the ride with you all. I loved it, man. I loved your creativity with that. I'm stoked that that uh, you had fun with it. And might I add the TV that you put on that video <laughs> that with the old school like yeah, right channel? Uh -huh. that, that was genius. genius. You know, I'm a child. I'm a child of the '80s. I remember the days. <laughs> right? I'm an, I'm an OG. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, we got Vegas Mike is in here. Robert is in here. Trail Dogs are in here. Yeah, here's up, what I love guys? about you, man. I, I love Mark. You bring out everyone, right? We have senders. We have flock. We have trail dogs. We probably will get reckless riders and outsiders and rads and crews and everybody, right? Yeah. You're kind of like this awesome uh, glue. Oh man, it's just. We are so lucky to be in such a great MTB community. And um, one of the newer folks to the squad that I saw, Rich on Two Wheels, I just want to give him a shout out. Um, he is the general manager of Dianese. It's oh, an Italian nice. company out in Orange County. And uh, man, speedy recovery, my brother. He goes in for surgery tomorrow. Um, he had uh, Him and I had gone out on a ride out at Greer. And for those of you who have been out to Greer before, you know that the bottom part of overdrive has that big giant rock roller that you approach and you kind of take it slow all the way down. Um, Rich has done that before, but the day that we were out there, he went over the side and fell about oh. eight to nine feet right on these boulders, oh. um, dislocated his shoulder and then dislocated his elbow and ultimately ended up breaking his uh, triad. So he goes in for surgery tomorrow for reconstruction on that elbow. So I saw you on there, brother. I just wanted to say what's up. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Oh, Rich, heal up. That sounds nasty. Yeah, yeah. Yikes, yikes. Rich, I hope you heal up uh, You heal up quick. We have more joining us. We've got Danny uh, Milton, the urban outdoorsman. Is just, I think oh, yeah. Danny's not even in the stat. I don't know where Danny is. He's shooting arrows right now at a competition. So I love that he, he's <laughs> tuning in for this right now. <laughs> Saying us old guys got to stick together. I'm, I'm young at heart right now. Mark, uh, so here's what, what's been so cool. When you started your channel, I remember seeing like the segment come up in my feed and you were uh, doing things with Alan and, you know, our, our, our concentric circles are, are pretty tightly knit, right? Like in the mountain biking community. I remember, you know, I'd be out with the flock and I would just be like, who's this guy to segment? Like, where did he come from? He just kind of came out of nowhere. Tell, <laughs> tell us, Frankie's in the house. What's up, Frankie? What's up, Frankie? <laughs> tell <laughs> us, um, who is Mark Hill? For those who might not know who you are, but have been wondering like, who's Mark? Who's the segment? Are they one and the same? Is this an alter ego? Who's Mark Hill? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's funny. Um, so the segment was an idea that came from my son, Messiah, and he's, he's 10 years old. 
He is the primo YouTube connoisseur. He's critical on everything, but he also has these wonderful ideas. And uh, the segment was birthed off of his idea of us mountain biking. Um, when the pandemic started, he was turning 10. His birthday is in April, so it was April 2020. I was a surfer, skateboarder kid, grew up, became a worker bee guy, and still managed to make it down to the surf. I lived up here in Marietta, and my wife is a trail runner, and she kept egging me on to go get a mountain bike, and I never would do it. I just was like, ah, oh, the bikes are really expensive. I prefer surfing. Um, I, don't, I don't really know if I like mountain biking. And it took my son to say, hey, Dad, for my birthday, wouldn't it be cool if you and I can go mountain bike? So that's all it took. We went down to the local bike shop called Allen's Bike Shop here in Murrieta. Mm -hmm. um, they set him up with a really cool um, Harrow hardtail. Oh, and uh, luckily for me, somebody had just needed to consign a 2020 stump jumper, carbon wow. stump jumper. Wow. And Which is a great bike. That's like a great bike to start on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was awesome. And, and dude, at the time, I knew nothing about bikes. I didn't know what travel meant. I didn't yeah. know what uh, enduro versus XC meant. Mm -hmm. I just saw bikes with disc brakes and uh, suspension. <laughs> I thought any yeah. one of them would be cool. <laughs> you know, I remember that's what I thought. When I first, I remember I upgraded from my like Schwinn that I bought at a Walmart. And I got like my first giant hardtail. And I think I spent 500 bucks. And I remember thinking, that's a lot of money for a bike. And, and while I was buying that, I've seen these like thousand dollar bikes, right? Like three thousand, five thousand, eight, ten thousand. I was like, who who's riding those? Right? Never knowing, like, oh, now I get why people ride those kind of expensive bikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was sticker shock for me. You know, his bike was not as expensive as my bike, and it's his birthday. <laughs> 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 They're like telling me to get a bike, and uh -huh. this was the cheapest one at yeah. the shop, and and it had the most, I guess, capable capable components on it for riding around here according to what they said and i gotta tell you this is a true story when the uh, salesman said this has 150 of travel on it i honestly mm -hmm. thought it traveled 150 miles it was a used <laughs> bike that makes a lot of sense though <laughs> who wouldn't think that right it's right? yeah okay so so yeah we took the bikes home and uh had our first ride with my son and immediately, once the wheels started rolling, something came back to me from when I was a kid, when I used to ride skateboards, and that was my passion. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a pro skateboarder as a kid. When I grew up, that was what I was going to do, and I was going to travel the world and skateboard and influence people and be a positive role model. All that stuff was in my mind. I love it. And when I started rolling on that bike, a lot of that started coming back to me, that feeling, that passion that I'd been missing from college, pretty much from college, all throughout my working career, and then becoming a family man. So that was something that kind of tuned in. And then my son saw it, and he said, hey, Dad, why don't you start a YouTube channel to kind of document what you're going through, your progress, but at the same time, you can show other dads or other people that they can ride too and kind of follow along the journey with you. Wow. So how cool that Messiah at 10 looks at yeah. you with these eyes that's that understands you have influence, you know, that you have a network, even if he might not use that kind of language, he understands that you can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's was, so great. It was all him. And then our first episode, he was so critical. <laughs> Was he? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't think anyone's gonna watch this, Dad. And what? you know, I'm, 
we we came up with the idea of the segment because uh-huh. we we had just discovered Strava, okay. and Strava had all these segments on it. So we kept looking at different segments, and then we thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we progress and we beat our times, and we were able to film that? But not only film us, let's let's make it about filming other people beating their segments and maybe the story behind what they've had to go through to do that, whether it be training, losing weight, eating right, whatever it is. Let's capture that and let's and let's move into that direction. And uh, Trail Dogs, I reached out to those guys. They were the first ones on on one of my episodes, one of my either the first uh-huh. or second episode. Um, and they were the first ones to challenge their PR at Jumping Mouse. Oh wow! Yeah. I absolutely adore the Trail Dogs. Everything uh, about them, everything that they all stand for. What people don't know, the, the people who get to enjoy the content that we you know, work hard to, to put out, there's a lot of work that goes into those things. And the Trail Dogs back in April put a lot of work into really uniting the community in these group rides, uh, culminated in a really dope ride at Sky Park that we all got to enjoy, right? But, but I love the Trail Dogs for that. And that's one of the big reasons why I, I am a big fan of yours, and I love you too, is you have that heart for this isn't just an individual or like my my group this is all of us uh out there you know i think that's cool so that's what the segment is about is your personal best i know you like to say taking the uh people from the ordinary to the extraordinary right Mm -hmm. so how long how long have you been focused on that helping people achieve their personal best i assume this didn't just start with mountain biking right no it goes back into um uh it goes back into pretty much my whole career in my corporate job. So my corporate job, I, I work as a pharmaceutical rep in, in sales. And uh, to be a salesman <laughs> is like such a ugly word. You know, when you think of the word salesman, you're like, right? geez, Louise, I don't want to be a salesman for anything. Yeah. Um, but when you think of it in the light of you're wanting to bring value to somebody or you're trying to bring a solution to a need that, that is exists out there Mm -hmm. then it changes you know you become more of an educator of a teacher of an influencer and so i started grabbing the concept of that when i started my corporate career if i were able to bring value to somebody and uh, it just so happened to be that i had the solution for whatever that need is i felt like i was no longer a salesman i felt like i was more of trying to bring somebody something that can help them Oh, Mark, you know, I love that. So when I get to do leadership development, one of the truths that I actually teach is everybody, I don't care who you are, how old you are, everybody wants to be seen, heard, and valued. And so for you to say that you wanted to bring that value to someone, it's life-changing. We all want to know that we're not just like here for nothing. We want to know that we have something to contribute, right? And if someone else, Sometimes someone else sees that in us more than we see it in ourselves. And it's just such a, a wonderful gift. So that's, I love that you do that. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of the lenses that I, that I used um, for the segment. So it was more of how can I bring value to somebody to whether it be, you know, encourage them to do something that they're doing. So the segment about being your personal best really is something that'll help motivate somebody. Like we were talking earlier, going from the ordinary to the extraordinary. But the cool thing about the segment is, and I moved away from the PRs a little bit, is because it doesn't always have to be on the bike. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the things what we do on the bike can actually relate into our into our lives, our personal lives. So the segments can be obviously a PR on a bike, but it could be, you know, what's your segment as a family person? What's your segment at work? 
Yeah. How are you trying to move to become a little bit better than you were the day before? And mm-hmm. so there's 24 hours in a day. If you look at my logo, the segment has a clock. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a reminder. We all are, we all wake up with that same amount of time. And so the clock's ticking. And what is it that we're going to do now to become better at whatever segments life brings to us? It's like every day is a new game, so, so to speak. Mark, I, I love that. And for those of you who don't have the privilege of getting to know Mark outside of his, his channel, he is so congruent in what he's saying. What you see in his videos, what you're hearing on the podcast, that is the, the man behind the scenes as well. He just has this big heart for that. Trail Dogs is asking, uh, Mark, I assume this is Aaron. Uh, Mark, am I still the only segment token recipient? <laughs> yes, dude, he is. <laughs> Aaron from Trail Dogs. So I have these, I, I went out and I had this like, you know, at the beginning, you just, you have all these ideas, right? And you never feel ready for anything, but you're just, you're just pulling the trigger on ideas. It's like, I'm in motion. I'm going to keep going and we're going to see where this thing goes. I bought these poker chips about, uh-huh. <laughs> I think it was about a thousand poker chips. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that much. A lot of poker chips. And the idea was, is that if you beat a PR on the show, you get a segment token and that token is really just representative of of money in a sense but it's That's more representative yeah. of your hard work paying off and aaron from trail dogs was the first and only so far re- recipient of the token so aaron from trail dogs congratulations you have number one of of uh, a lot <laughs> one of one of one we need one to start referring one. to aaron as the segment recipient <laughs> yeah. and, and, I'm, and I'm trying to like reformulate that in my head like how do I get more of these tokens out to people and, and maybe it's something as simple as you know like um, Adam I have to thank you for the idea of the segment award hmm. you know the segment award hmm. I launched it uh, here recently because I just eclipsed a thousand followers on IG and I wanted to do something special and the idea that you gave me about Kind of like I'm always on IG. I'm always looking around, seeing what people are doing, and then just picking somebody randomly and then just uplifting them and highlighting them and giving them this this segment award. And maybe that's where the token will go. And then hopefully down the line, I get some of the brands to to participate in that so I can yeah. send you know swag out to these folks. But it's really just encapsulating people moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Uh, Mark, I love that you you took that on. It seems just so built into the DNA of who you are and and, and what your outlet is as, as a brand. Uh, am I right? The first the first send, you're calling it the Senders Award right now, right? Senders Award. That's Senders right. Award. The first recipient is Mark Turkowitz. Am I pronouncing that right? That's right. Tell yeah. us about Mark. So this guy, I'm I'm looking through IG. You know how we all. I don't know if you guys do this, but at night, a lot of times, I shouldn't be looking on my phone, <laughs> but I will, uh-huh. and I'll just be scrolling through IG, and I'll be seeing all these different writers and all these different people, and I see this guy cornering with one arm. I think wow. he has a left arm. No, he has a he has a right arm, so it's back break only, and he has a left leg, uh-huh. and that's it. And he's uh, rigged up his mountain bike so that his saddle is a little bit more concave so yeah. it can hold him in place. And he's just ripping down these trails in Poland. And uh, I just thought it was so amazing. I had to watch, I watched that video probably 50 times, just over and over and over, trying to study his body mechanics and how he's making this happen. And mm-hmm. then I started thinking how difficult that must have been for him and what he had to overcome. And then I started thinking about 
I feel intimidated when I get to the top of Greer and I see other riders that have like cool gear or they look like they're in great shape. Like I even get like, gee, sure, yeah. we're gonna step it up on this one, you know? Yeah. I couldn't imagine for him to show up and and feel that, but then only have one arm and one leg, mm-hmm. and then the fortitude to be like, you know what? Screw it, man. I'm I'm coming down this trail too, yeah. and uh, I'm gonna progress and have fun and get good at this. So. It just inspired me to nominate him as the first recipient of the Senders Award. And it was cool. I got a DM back from him today. Uh-huh. And uh, it sounds like his video has gone so viral that uh, he, he, took, he took a little bit to get back to me. He's like, you were way down on the things, man. I'm, my video is going so viral right now. This is so good. I'm That's so happy. Awesome. He's like, thank you so much for the award. I really appreciate it. And he, wow. and he wants to jump on the podcast here uh, in the next month. So. Uh, I can't wait. And you know, it's funny. I think we're all guilty of this where it's like, oh, I'm too slow because of my tires or I can't send this feature because of X, Y, and Z that I, if I only had a better bike or better gear or whatever. The reality is it's it's what you make of it, right? Like we're all out right. for the stoke. So That's I love right. that. How, how would you like to see this this grow? And can people, is there a place where people can maybe help nominate someone for a Senders Award? Yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. I'm totally open for ideas with this whole Senders Award. It's it's brand new. I, I, the concept, I have to thank you for that, I, and I love it. Um, yeah, if anybody knows someone, just either hit me in the DMs on IG or, or send me a text if you have my cell number or shoot me an email. My email is pretty much on all my social media platforms. If you have someone to nominate um, and we want to uplift them and highlight them, let's do it. Just to, uh, uh, I love it. What, do you, what are you shooting for? Uh, once a month, you think? Is there not a time? Like how often will these go out? I don't know. What do you guys think? I was I said in the IG story, I believe I, I was saying I was saying periodically. Yeah. Because <laughs> That's I don't, the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. I honestly don't I don't know. I mean yeah. if I do it too often, it maybe it's not a special. Um, I agree. But then again, you know, maybe I have to do it often at first so people yeah. get to know what this is about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me with that. Let's, let's yeah. Hey, throw, blow up the chat if you need to, or or hit Mark up on Instagram, or even in his YouTube comments on it on his videos. Let him know. I'll throw my two cents in. I think you're right. The more often you give it out, it kind of loses that that impact. I do think it would be something to be cool to look forward to. Maybe biannually, you know, maybe somewhere in the summer and towards the end of the year, where you're giving it out a couple times, because I think it would be really cool for people to feel that sense of pride. Uh, and recognition. We were talking about people being uh, being seen, heard, and valued. I think that's a really great way to do it. Yeah, that, I mean that could yeah. definitely work. What What do you guys think? I mean, pop it in the chat too. Let Let us know because I I do like that, and it also gives me time to work with some of the brands that support my channel to maybe get a, a swag bag together for these recipients. You know, totally. Air Blair is saying you need to come right up here with all of us in Aliso. Woods Canyon, Laguna Wilderness Park, and start giving out more of them tokens. Yeah, baby. Listen, Blair, you're in my backyard, <laughs> so I, I would love Mark to come yeah. out this way. That's a haul. You know, if you see me out on the trails, what I should do is I should have tokens on me, and then if you see me and you want to challenge a PR, or maybe you just got a PR, maybe just show it to me in the Strava, or just say, hey, Mark, do you have a sec? Are you going down this trail? I'm going to try to challenge my PR. And uh, and if you get it, we'll we'll get you a token. That so would be cool. cool. That's so cool. Trail Dogs is putting their two cents in for yearly. They think that would be sick. So yearly, like a big one. <laughs> Let, 
Mark, I, I want to ask you, and I actually, I had a chance to ask this of, uh, of the outsider on one of his, his AMAs, and it's what, actually a question I'd just like to ask people in general to really get to know them. When we talk about PRs, when we talk about going from the ordinary to the extraordinary, we, we are talking about challenges. That doesn't come easy to go ordinary to extraordinary. So I'm going to go into the deep end with you right now, and I, I really want to ask you, what has been your most challenging moment, you don't have to overthink this, but what's been your most challenging moment in life? It could be on or off the trails. And how did you overcome that? I'm always looking for insight from people who have become resilient and gritty through through challenges. What would that be for you? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because I, I think all of us in, in life comes to that moment where it's like a defining moment. Um, and in my story, my defining moment was in 2016 um, my son was, uh, he was at that age where we we're thinking like, you know what, we should have another kid because, you know, I don't want my son to be by himself. I would love to have another kid. That was so much fun. We, we have a blast as a family. And so we ended up getting pregnant and, uh, we found out that we had twins in the oven mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm like a sports car type of guy, <laughs> but I was like thinking like, wow, three kids, how, how am I going to do this? So... <laughs> I, without hesitation, Adam, I was like looking at the Toyota Siennas. I was looking at the minivans. I'm thinking like, yeah. we're going to fill this up, man. I'm going to have like part of a, the, of a football team in here. We're going to do all the sports. It's going to be so much fun. And then not too long after we found out we had twins, the doctor pulled us into the office and we were all like super happy. Like, this is great. I can't believe it. And the doctor was like kind of more stoic. And uh, she's like, I need to talk to you guys. This is something that's serious. Mm-hmm. And I remember I felt like the air just left the room. And I, was, I could hear the clock on the wall. Wow. And I'm just intently looking at this doctor like, what is it? You know, like, speak. And uh, the doctor said, um, your boys have twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. If you uh, don't do anything, they both are going to die. Wow. And uh, the only thing you can do is have a corrective surgery and uh, your chances of survival go up about 50% for one of them and like 25% for both of them. But it's kind of up to you. So I just remember at one point being on this end of the Stoke scale and then within 60 seconds being like on the floor and uh, of the Stoke scale. And I just was like, I don't understand. I can't wrap my head around this. You know, I'm... The husband, I'm the dad. How am I going to fix this? You know, this is up to me to fix. Mm. Um, and yeah, we we went and we had surgery. So we had a surgery to fix twin to twin transfusion. Well, first of all, twin to twin transfusion syndrome is where the placenta from the mom mm-hmm. is communicating instead of to both babies, mm-hmm. it's communicating uh, via nutrients and everything to one baby, and then that baby is shunting nutrients and everything to the other baby. So one baby ends up getting most of the nutrients and grows really big and ultimately passes away from um, being too much. Mm-hmm. And then the other one will then pass away because they depend on their, their sibling to survive. Wow. So it's this crazy surgery. It's in Pasadena. There's a doctor there that really knows how to do this. And uh, they go in there with like all kinds of crazy gadgets while my wife is pregnant Mm -hmm. and uh, there's a risk once you go into surgery, but they figure out how the blood vessels are communicating in the placenta. And if you look at the surface of a placenta, you'll see that their veins and arteries that kind of like 
go in on the surface and they dive down. So once they dive down, you have no idea where they are. Yeah. But uh, thankfully to technology, they're able to see it on these machines and they can very delicately laser a certain part of the, of the veins in order to stop that communication to one baby so that things start to flow to the other baby, like a, a normal pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So we had the surgery. It was on my wife's birthday, and I told her it was going to be a great gift. You know, we're going to be able to, to save these guys, and we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, we lost one of the babies during surgery. Oh, and so I sad. remember, I remember like, again, I remember how quiet and I just felt like all these dreams and all these like hopes and all these things that I was thinking of all the way down to making the kids room, you know, all those things just like started to like go away. Yeah. And it was, it was like really, really difficult. But at the same time, I have to be there for my wife and my son and my wife is going through this even harder than me because she's attached to the kiddos yeah so there's a level there and that was just really really hard um luckily once they delivered the news i remember my wife was in the hospital bed it's her birthday standing next to her they delivered the news they kind of did this horseshoe this whole team did a horseshoe Mm -hmm. around her hospital bed and they delivered the news that we lost jude he was the first boy and uh, I remember hearing the clock on the wall tick mm. and I remember being quiet and then I remember hearing my wife cry and then the phone goes off in the hospital bed mm. and one of the nurses grabs the phone, she answers it and uh, the person on the phone was really persistent. She couldn't get rid of him. And so they looked at me and they said, Mr. Hill, this phone call is for you. It's your insurance company. And <laughs> I, went wow. from, like, I went from like <laughs> confusion and yeah. sadness to almost anger sure like insurance company you guys want me to pay a bill or something what's going on here Mm -hmm. and uh i got on the phone it was like the nicest person Mm -hmm. hi i'm so-and-so from etna i just we see that you're in the hospital we don't know exactly what's happening but we know your wife is pregnant and we want to offer you know counseling services to your wife Mm -hmm. and i just looked at my wife and i said the insurance company wants to give you counseling and even though she was sobbing and crying, she was like, yes, yes. Yeah. So she ended up getting um, amazing counseling. It was like the perfect timing because she was able to get discharged from the hospital and go right into counseling for it. Wow. She ended up getting one of the best counselors that um, we think one of the best counselors she could have got. It's a gentleman by the name of Robert Mack. And mm-hmm. if you um, Google his name, He's actually one of the counselors, just by dumb luck, he's one of the counselors to a lot of Hollywood's top stars. Yeah. And he has a show, he had a show called La La Land. And, uh, <laughs> okay. And, and other shows yeah. where he, he does a lot of work to help people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, yeah, my wife had to go through that. She took a year off of work. I remember thinking, okay, how do I deal with this too? Mm-hmm. I got to support the family i gotta be strong but i gotta seek counseling too i don't want it to sneak up on me as depression or other things so i started seeking a counselor and i found one and uh, the counselor helped me out a lot um but probably the thing that helped the most is going back to that core value of bringing value to somebody Mm -hmm. 
I was, during this time, uh, one of my friends played in the NFL by the name of Drew Brees. And he played for the um, San Diego Chargers, and then he also played for the New Orleans Saints. Some of you might have heard of Drew Brees. So you, so you probably, <laughs> you may have heard of Drew Brees. So um, when I first became his friend, I quickly became kind of like the motivate, the self proclaim motivation guy for him you know I, sure. I was like i'm gonna send you motivational text messages this season uh-huh. so it started with one t- one text message i would look up what's happening in the world of sports i would send him something that would relate to what's happening to the team and to him at that point and then i ended up doing that every single game for 10 years wow and so in 2016 all that motivation that i would like look things up and like go, ah, I think that'll work. Or I'd find this person and I'd say, okay, let's, this is going to be a good one. I started taking that information and turning it around towards me. Like how can I help myself get through this and help my family? And one of the big things um, I remember is finding a thing called the RAS system. Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard of that, Adam? No, no, no. Let us know what that is. So the RAS system, in, in 2016, I applied the RAS system to myself. It's, a, it's literally a bundle of nerves at the back of your brain. It's called the reticular activating system. Okay. And its sole purpose is to block out the 50 billion thoughts and things that you have going on that are coming at you every day. Mm-hmm. And only allows things in that you tell it are important to you. Like if you're riding down the trail, it's letting in like your vision, the rocks, the jumps, the drops, yeah. you know, the the heat, the the coolness, all that stuff that's important to you. You tell it what to feel. Like right now we're talking and it's filtering out maybe like how the seat feels that you're sitting in. Sure. It may be the temperature of the room that you're in. It's filtering mm-hmm. all that stuff out and you're just hearing my voice. So the Raz will do what you need it to do. It'll filter out everything else and then it'll let things in. Uh, another good example is, have you ever gotten a, a new car and say you haven't seen a lot of these cars, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a new car and then all of a sudden you see that damn car everywhere. Yes, <laughs> right, yeah. That's yeah. same, the same thing with bikes, right? All bikes. of a sudden everyone's got your bike. Bikes and gear, yeah. yeah. Anything that's important to you, the reticular activation system will say, oh, this is important to Mark or this is important to Adam, I'm gonna let this through. <laughs> So you start seeing it. It's not that there are more of those things out there. They've always been there. Yeah. It's just that now your RAS system is, is letting those things in. So so I started applying um, a lot of principles that I would say were important to me. One of them was I need to provide for the family. Okay. Uh, my wife's going to be off work for a year. Um, we got a son. Um, I got to figure out how to do this, right? We're living in San Diego. We lived at a house pretty much on the beach in Solana Beach. So it's like not cheap. And yeah. I'm trying to figure out how am I going to pull this off. So I use the RAS system. Um, I, you know, I did everything that I knew I needed to do to be good at what I do, and to bring value to people. And uh, that year, and I've never done this before, but that year in a big corporate setting, mm-hmm. I was the number one representative in the entire nation. And I've never done that before. And it was a year when, if you, the company was a bit in trouble with financials. Mm-hmm. And they were really incentivizing performers and top performers. And so that year, when I applied the RAS system to what I was doing with focus and positive self-talk and everything sure. else, that um, that worked for me. Became the number one sales representative in the entire nation. 
Wow, look at you, Mr. Yeah. Segment. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So in, in that sense, I was going from the ordinary to the extraordinary because I've never sure. been in that upper tier. Wow. I've always, you know, been in the audience clapping for people that have always been there like, hey, good job, good job. Yeah. And uh, that's the year that needed to happen for me. And that's the year that I was able to make it happen. That's incredible, Mark. You, you remind me a lot of, um, I do a lot of teaching on resiliency and grit. And it, it's that you're showing signs of both resiliency being more short term, the ability to bounce back from hardship or like a, you know, a willow bending under the wind and it, and it pops back up as that, as that wind stops. But grit is over the long term. As winds are driving you for a year, your ability to still um, bounce back. For you to go from tragedy uh, to saying, I got to focus. I'm going to use this system. I want to do everything I can. And then be at the top of your game, like the top of the top of your game is truly extraordinary. Good on you. And I'm, and I'm sorry for the hardship you went through. It's amazing what can come out of those things. Sometimes. Man, there was definitely some beautiful things that came out of it. Um, mm -hmm. Happy to announce that a year later, my wife got pregnant again. And uh, we had our beautiful baby boy, Madison. He's uh, three years old right now, and he is crazy. He's adorable. He's, <laughs> he's adorable. adorable. I got to yeah. see him the other day. He's adorable. Yeah, you got to meet him. So he's, uh, he's, he, he, he's enough for the twins, too, I think. He uses all the energy there. <laughs> but some of the other beautiful things that happen, I mean, um, there are some things that, that make you stop and scratch your head, you know. And I shared this with you the other day, and I'll share it with all of you guys here tonight. Um, when we came home from the hospital, uh, there was this huge monarch butterfly in our house. How it got in the house, I have no clue. Uh, we have two dogs and we live on the beach. So I don't know why a butterfly would be in the house. And with two dogs, why is it still alive, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, my wife grew up in a little town called Mariposa. And if you know the Spanish term for Mariposa, Mariposa means butterfly. And... Uh, a lot of the positive stuff that I was doing was for the saints during the time. So we're a lot of black and gold. And that's one of the reasons why my logo is black and gold. Mm. So this monarch butterfly caught my eye because one, it was huge and it was like flopping around and it was black and gold. And I thought, oh, that's a cool looking butterfly. So it flapped around and my wife walked into the room. And once she walked into the room, the butterfly landed on our sliding glass door to the back patio. And I took out my cell phone and I took a shot of it because it stood still long enough to put its wings down. And it put its wings down. I took a picture of it. I didn't think much of it, just that this thing's huge. This is cool. I opened up the back slider. After I took the picture, it flew out, never to be seen again. Well, when I looked at the picture, I was blown away because there was only two people in the room when we were holding the twins, my wife and I. And one of the twins kept opening his mouth. You know, even though they were passed away, they let us hold the babies. And you can hold the babies for as long as you want. You could take pictures and things like that, whatever you need, you know, to, to comfort yourself. So one of the boys kept opening his mouth. And as a father, the only thing I could say was like, hey, son, you know, don't, don't open your mouth. And I kept closing his mouth and I'd hand him to Abby. Abby would hold him and his mouth would open and she'd close his mouth. So we, that was our interaction. That was our only interaction. And when I looked at the picture of the butterfly, and I, and I remember I showed it to you, Adam, mm -hmm. um, and I'll, I'll have to post this on Instagram. Yeah, I wish I had it right now because it's pretty sick. Yeah, the, the back of this butterfly is a picture of an open mouth. And it's, it's 
it's really it's easily identifiable as an open mouth when you look at it it's like as simple as it could be for an open mouth and on the wingtips there are two little silhouettes that look like kind of like person shaped mm-hmm. and they're kind of like being drawn up to a light they kind of look like they're being stretched upwards to like a little light and they're they're identical on both wings and then to top it off the the butterfly had two twin tails so it was kind of one of those things like you know something tragic happens but something beautiful like that happens and i was aware and open enough to kind of receive the message that hey there's way more to this world than going out and making a dollar oh it's really about yeah it's really about you know connection and Mm -hmm. it's about um encouragement and it's about you know motivating each other to be the best that we could be while we're here and uh, I just got that from that from that one message, and that's I love it. that's where a lot of the influence into the segment kind of came from. Some tragedy, Mark. This is a huge reason why I wanted to take over your your podcast. This is the mark I want people to know. But behind this segment, I wish those of you who are on YouTube could see this image and listening on on iTunes. But Mark. The way he describes it, it's beautiful to see this picture. It's clearly an open mouth on the back of that butterfly, like he's saying. And not only on each wing is there this side profile silhouette of like, it's definitely a, it's a body. It's the chest arching upward and the, and the face looking skyward towards a light mm-hmm. uh, above each face. But one of the things I don't think you mentioned that you you pointed out to me was on one wing, there's more light towards mm. one of those silhouettes than the other, yes. which almost symbolically is a lot like what you were saying was happening with the placenta, which was feeding uh, one of your sons over the, the other. That's right. And uh, I, I just think it was beautiful when you showed it to me. I mean, you can't have your heart not be stirred by that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, one of the silhouettes is looks more into a light. There's like a light that's going over these silhouettes and one is more into the light than the other. And that also related to us because Jude passed away a few months before Quentin. So Jude mm-hmm. passed away during surgery. Quentin, the small one that was holding on, the little fighter that was way behind, tiny little guy, ended up catching up really quick. He progressed so fast, and then he was there, and then one day he was gone. And uh-huh. so um, so that light shade on the wing really uh, resonated for us too, told, told us the story. Wow. Thanks for sharing that so much, Mark. Uh, Tim Haley actually uh, can understand. Uh, he actually said he lost a couple of kids due to miscarriages and he knows that pain. So he oh, definitely feels for you on that. And yeah. uh, Trail Dogs, thanks for that love. It's so great. Trail Dogs saying, uh, I have awesome friends. You guys are special, not only in the MTB community, but as human beings. What I love about this and what I've discovered as this community continues to grow tighter is I, I love this mentality of... Um, just meeting people where they're at. We're all at different skill levels, trying different things. We don't even know what hardships we're bringing to the trails and just using the trails as our outlet and the ability to meet people in that space and just celebrate their segment with them or their PR with them, whatever that may be. And, and it might be riding a blue trail for the first time, right? Right. right. <laughs> or a new trail for the first time or a new bike or learning something. That inclusivity, I think, is just so vital to the health of this community. And I love that that uh, it, it feels so tangible these days, doesn't it? It does, it does. There's something that feels so good about celebrating somebody else's success. Like Rich on Two Wheels, for example, was out here 
uh, at Greer, and it was the first time that he went down the entry to Double D. If you guys mm-hmm. know that trail, Double D's got a couple little rock drops at the top. And uh, when he, we showed him, Joey and I showed showed him the line that we take to get through it, and just kind of encouraged him, like, look, it it looks worse than it is, um, but if you take this line, it'll put you in the right spot to take the drops and then hook that corner. And watching him go through it, and then hearing the scream that came afterwards, the scream of joy was like, I felt like I did it. <laughs> you know, <I> like, <laughs> that's so sick. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I so love fun. that. Yeah, Darren's saying so many different backgrounds and life experiences brought together by mountain biking. So true. And the Urban Outdoorsman saying, we need another group ride at Sky Park, Bikes and Bruce. That was the sickest group ride. That Trail Dogs group ride at Sky Park was uh, rad. Uh, me and Master J and Rad Dad were talking about it the other day when we were up there. We were just like, that was so sick. Legendary, legendary. <laughs> I still hear in my in my brain the the lady screaming. Adam is here, <laughs> and then Danny gave me crap for it all the way down the trail. <laughs> that's what Danny's for. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, we did get a question before this podcast from MTB Manny. MTB Manny actually has his own uh, YouTube channel. I got to run into Manny out on the trails in Elisa with his friend Pedro. Nicest dudes. Uh, Manny actually wanted to know um, uh, what inspired you to to create a channel. Man, that uh, that's a good question. That definitely had a lot of influence from my son. My son was like, "You should do a YouTube channel, Dad. You should do it." Granted, I don't know anything about the editing or storytelling or anything like that. But you know, coming off the heels of that tragedy and then, you know, a lot of the success that, that came from that mindset to survive something like that and to turn mm-hmm. into, you know, the, the cliche word, the pivot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like, you know, yeah, let's do it. I know nothing about a YouTube channel, but <laughs> what the heck? I mean, I'm not going to learn anything if I don't do it, so I uh, might as well go for it, you know, uh-huh. and the mindset of you're, you're never ready. Yeah. And you just there's never a perfect time just uh just go for it so manny that was the that was really it it was like a it was like a conglomeration of of multiple things but my son really planted the seed and then the mindset of why not why not i love that i love that so much that's that's growth mindset i call it forward energy as it was a back energy it's not what's wrong or why can't i it's how can i and you know what's what's in my control that's yeah. so sick. Um, Air Blair has brought this up a couple times. Uh, now I want to make sure we get it. Uh, Casey Gemma, is it Gemma or Gemma? I'm not sure, but I de- definitely know we know who, who we're, we know who you're talking about. Yes. Uh, Air Blair for the Senders Award. Uh, she would be a a great nominee oh, or recipient for that. Definite one. hardships, right? Yeah, that's a great one. In yeah. fact, I think it was on the Trail Dogs ride. Was it the Trail Dogs ride, Adam? We did we a had, short little video, right? We did a short uh-huh. video for Casey and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically started with, all right, we're jumping on the bike. This is your legs, feeling the pedals. We're going around yeah. the first corner and uh, feel the pressure in there. Remember what that felt like. And then yeah. pedaling, pedaling, air is going through your lungs. And we got to the bottom. And, man, our train was long. Our train was long. <laughs> it, it was. Long. It was so cool to see globally the MTB community rally around her. I remember yeah. a bunch of us got tagged on Instagram about it. And uh, we all just kind of seized that opportunity to – to say you're not alone, you know? 
I think yeah. that's it. Mark was saying this scarcity adds value. Talking about, I think the senders award, second award adds value. Sometimes smaller struggles deserve recognition too. I totally agree yeah, with that. Totally. Uh, when you messaged him about challenging yourself on the daily, it's something he thinks about regularly. That's really cool. I don't know. I mean, Mark, obviously it's up to you, but maybe this is a case of uh, there is a segment and a senders award, something that yeah. is like the culmination of something and something else that maybe can be you know recognized regularly. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great thought. Who yeah. who put that up there? That's that's pretty sick. That was um, that was Mark. Mark Mark mm-hmm. Patzer. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And it's so true. I mean, every single day there's there's something you know, and it doesn't have to be something big, but these little things add up. Yeah, and uh, you got to overcome them. It's uh, it's like that win the day mentality. You know, like what's the score right now? Are you winning today or is today getting the better of you? And a lot of times that's, you know, up to us for the most part, mm-hmm. it's up to us mentally yeah. to say, man, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to win this day. I'm going to complete this thing. Whatever this thing is, that's kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a good go. And uh, I, I'll take I love it. Yeah. I love that you pointed out it's, it's mentally. There's a thing we do called narrative self-coaching because there's a train of events. Like people usually ask me, how do you change your behavior? Usually they want to know how to change someone else's behavior. You don't get to do that. But if you want to change your behavior, right. your thoughts affect <laughs> your feelings and that affects your behavior. So if you if you go, if you stop going, I feel like shit or I feel, you know, upset or whatever, you stop ruminating on that and you go, what's the thought behind it? Then you can actually change the narrative in your mind. Mm-hmm. And that affects how you feel, which affects your motivation and, and your behavior. Yeah. And it's very effective. So your mind is incredibly powerful. Very and powerful. Yeah, very it all powerful. starts there. Um, let's see here. Mark, I wanted to, I wanted to point this out because I think this two things are really cool. When you first started your channel, I think it's dope. I brought it up when you had me on your podcast. MTV Allen, how cool was yes. it that you didn't know what was going on? You reach out to Allen. And I don't know if he's on or not, or Allen, if you listen to this. I think it's always worth putting the shine on people who have helped uh, other people elevate. But you told me Alan like went above and beyond, right? He didn't just tell you like how to get set up for a podcast. He even offered to be your first guest. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. MCB Allen, man, I, I I owe a lot to him. In fact, the podcast exists because of of MTB Allen. Um, I was just in the YouTube section with uh, my son trying to figure out how to make videos, and then I thought. You know, I would love to do a video, but it's probably going to be on Zoom, and I don't, I don't know how this works. So I email, you know, MTB Allen because mm-hmm. I see him on the channels. I look up to this guy, and you know, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if I got somebody like him on the channel to really talk about, you know, how he went through it, and maybe I can glean something from that process, you know, without asking him outright, like, could you help me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, a couple of days went by, and then finally. Um, I got an email and he goes, he goes, dude, I never check these because there are so many, but yours was in the section. You know how if you get comments, sometimes they go for review. Yeah. They're not in the, the primary section. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mine was defaulted into that review section, kind of like almost like YouTube's junk file. Oh, version. wow. Okay. So, so luckily he even went in there and saw it. By happenstance, he saw it. I had episode one out. He yeah. took a look at episode one, which I thought was kind of you know i could learn a lot from episode one I, sure right I'm, I'm trying to do my talking head thing and my kids have got the laser tag in the background <laughs> you know it's uh uh-huh. i think some of it i was shooting on a phone so i was shooting vertically versus horizontally 
Uh-huh. And uh, he just, I think he saw the spirit in what I was trying to accomplish and yeah. reached out to me and said, man, let's, let's do it. I'd be happy to jump on the show. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, what's funny when I, when I first started my channel, Alan was one of the guys, Alan, Miltonator, Tony, awesome MTV. Those were like the people I was watching. I remember just like artistically being like, I'm going to make a, an excite bike version of MTV Alan, like artwork. And I sent it to him and I said, Hey man, you, you know, you're one of the inspirations for me starting a channel. And he took it upon himself to check out my channel and actually like, cool. you know, really watch it and comment. And I, uh, I, I just think that's, that's super cool. Hey, we have producer Debbie is in the house. I think Yo, send it. Debbie. I don't know if I shout it out. Send it, frankly. He, Frank, Frankie, he's in the house. Looking forward to riding with him this Saturday yeah, too. Frankie. We have uh, Craig from MTV Raging is here nice. as well. What's up, Craig? Uh, Rich on two wheels. How nice is this? Huge shout out to both of you for making a new guy feel so welcome into this amazing sport. Isn't that what it's about? Yeah, inclusivity. Yeah. that's what that's what Ernie from Transcend MTV. That was his big thing. In- inclusive inclusive i love that isaiah ah what's up isaiah you always <laughs> find everyone on the trails and online that are huge parts of our community and get them involved on your show you do mark you do it's fun it's fun man i don't i don't know being on this seat though i'm a little sweaty in my pants man <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Vegas Mike actually said he oh, found you because yeah. of that MTV Allen podcast. Dude, so that's pretty cool. Love Vegas Mike. So true story. True uh-huh. story. I was on Allen's podcast. Uh-huh. Allen invited me on to his podcast. And Allen said, hey, give this guy a follow. After the podcast, I had, um, a, I had a new sub. And uh-huh. uh, it was Vegas Mike. Vegas Mike was one of my first subs outside of my son, my mom, my dad, <laughs> my, my, my close buddies that are like, I don't know what you're doing, man, but I'll subscribe. Vegas yeah. Mike was one of the original uh, subscribers to the to the channel. So I always, always got a great spot in my heart for Vegas Mike. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Vegas Mike is great. I say now you know how we all feel when we're on your show. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Is cereal soup. Like he's <laughs> cereal. like... <laughs> <laughs> why would he ask me that question that's not even mountain biking related <laughs> i want to um i also want to share a story that i think is is sick in case people haven't heard this you're so earnest and i love how genuine you are you told me when you first started your channel i think you're out of career handing out stickers you need to know a sticker to someone who's going to be on your show next month you didn't realize that you were handing it out to the miltonator is that, yeah. is that not true that's a true story that's a true story <laughs> i was in the parking lot so if you guys go to greer there's a couple places you could park you could park by kaiser uh, along that street there you could park along the freeway or you could park right by the bridge that overpass there's that dirt lot and i was standing in that dirt lot and these riders were coming down and i'm like this is my chance to get my channel out there you know yeah. i'm in sales guy mode uh-huh. <laughs> got a sticker for you like hey uh instantly got nervous hey i um got a new channel and i made some stickers i don't know if you check, <laughs> check it out and i love it i looked at the miltonator and i thought man that guy looks so familiar right. and i remember him smiling and being so warm you mm-hmm. know yeah. and i thought this guy's cool and he must know what I'm going through somehow. I'm not sure how. And I remember him taking the sticker and I remember him saying, I'll check it out, man. Hey, by the way, good luck with everything. And uh, was watching YouTube and the Miltonator video popped up and I saw his face and instantly I was like, dude, wow, I can't believe I gave the Miltonator a sticker. <laughs> and I talked to him like my tail was already between my legs before yeah. I even handed him the sticker. Uh-huh. So, 
I was so like embarrassed. Uh, and now he's gonna he's gonna be on your show next month. Yeah. So what a rad guy the Miltonator yeah. is, and um, I'm lucky enough to live here in this uh, Murrieta area where he is. And on Wednesdays, Wednesday mornings, I reached out to him and we tried to do like a Wednesday skill day where we just go out and ride Greer mm. and we practice whatever needs to be practiced. Um, I try to learn whatever I can from him, follow his lines, but uh, he's become a good friend and uh, yeah, he's going to be on the show next month. I'm just super stoked. Super Danny, stoked. Danny Milton saying, how dare he use my name? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can, <laughs> can fight each other. Miltonator is is the coolest. So, you know, I got to ride with him in, in Elise. I actually saw him on a whim, like going down Five Oaks one day in Elise. And then he climbed up. I'm like a little fanboy because I loved Miltonator, right? And you're right. Like Miltonator is just cool. For those of you who haven't been around him, he just has a vibe that's mm-hmm. like, like nothing's going to rock that guy. Right. You know what I mean? He just has this vibe of like, okay. And I was showing him one of the gnarlier lines down stair steps. And anyone who has ridden stair steps knows the waterfall section and GoPro flattens it out. It's gnarly in person. And I'm showing it to him and we're walking up and down the thing. And, you know, finally Milton just looks up at what we got to hit and he goes, well, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, it's like, all right, let's, let's hit it, man. Let's hit it. Sorry. Yeah. I thought that was, that was pretty sick. Dude, we, Milton was doing a review for a, a new bike. I think it was called the Spire uh-huh. and uh, it wasn't his, but he was doing a review for a friend. I mean, just a super nice guy. Right. Uh-huh. So I'll do this review. I'll ride the bike. And he goes, Mark, I rode this at summit. It was like this big bike, 170 travel. And he goes, you know what, what would be best here at our local trails to take this down? And I'm thinking in my head, please don't say TMB. Please don't say TMB DH. Please don't say TMB DH. And I open my eyes. He's like, let's go to TMB DH. Oh, like, of course. Oh, my God. That is the scariest trail out here yeah. to me. Yeah. It's the steepest. It has the craziest stuff on it. Uh-huh. And uh, I found myself immediately going into that um footage person you know yeah. so i don't have to really write it yeah <laughs> dude yeah yeah, yeah I'll, that's a great idea i'll i'll, yeah. I'll take i'll take footy of you so I'll, I'll hike down to the bottom i'll get you coming down and uh jeff lanuzo was with us that day and he's like man i got a camera too let's ride and film and oh like, you can get out be, of it you'll be quiet <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah yeah and milton was so cool with it you know he's up there at the top i can hear him doing his intro for it and then he's dropping in and he's just so smooth it's a bike that he's still getting to know and he's sailing that thing over the gaps and he's dropping it down the rock drops and just amazing rider he is he's really good and honestly i i like him probably even more off the trails i had a chance you know just to have lunch with him and get to know milton and uh like you just a congruent guy what you see in your videos is, is what you're seeing with him it's a good dude vegas mike is saying uh I'm glad I've been here since the beginning. Haven't been able to make the live chat lately. I've watched every video. That's nice support oh, for this man. segment, Mike. That's awesome, Mike. Uh, he's looking forward to getting a ride with uh, with both of us. Let's make that happen, Vegas, Mike. Yeah. Let's make that happen, man. And by the way, I hope your daughter's feeling okay. I think she had a spill um, when you were taking her out on the bike. So I hope she's, she's, hope she's healing up. Mark on big time, Darren say military hardware and uh, all in his future videos. Oh, oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So we have this concept out there. I can't spill the beans too much, but we're working on this concept. It's how to spot a mountain biker in the wild, 
and uh, we've casted a few folks out there to participate in it. And uh, yeah, yeah, Master Sergeant, um, he answered the call. So Love it. the budgets just went up a couple million. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. There are some things I want to ask you before we, we I'm not closing out the podcast yet because this is gold for me. Again, I'm a fan, Mark. So as long as I have oh, you and I man. took over your podcast, so I'm going to ask you <laughs> questions. I, one of the biggest questions I think we get asked as YouTubers, and I want you to shed some light on this because it's different mm. for everyone, yeah. is sponsorship and support. Mm. And we all have like these things, right? Like I know you have sponsorships, you have support, Outsider does. And like we all have this, right? Milton Nader, I, I have some. It's, can you shed some light on the difference between the two and how you get it to begin with? Because it's kind of this weird mystery to everyone, right? Yeah, no, it's, that's a great question. Uh, for me, the way that I separate the two is sponsorship is if somebody is paying me like dollars for something. I'll, I'll consider that a sponsorship. And in my mind, that's a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. If if I'm getting flow, um, you know, gear, material, parts, mm-hmm. shirts, bike, whatever, yeah. I'll call that support. Okay. And um, talking with um, some of the folks in the industry, it sounds like that word support is becoming more of a thing versus the word ambassador from what I'm getting. Because I guess mm. there's ambassador. Oh, I support. guess there is ambassador too, right? Yeah, sponsorship, yeah. support, and ambassador. Uh-huh. Right, right. So for me to keep it to keep it simple in my mind, I just say, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. This is just me, but I sure if somebody pays me to do something, um, I would call that a sponsorship. And so right now, I, I have no sponsorships, but I have support. I've got support mm. and love from some companies. Um, biggest, well, I mean, I don't know if this is a good time to to say, but. Um, it's your show, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I can't believe that um, YT is supporting the channel. And uh, YT took a chance to go out on a limb on a guy who has, you know, a little over a thousand subs um, and provide a core four Jeff C mountain bike for me to, to ride and enjoy. And uh, it's it's crazy. It's like, man. I'm and glad so, you said that. Uh, go ahead. What were you going to say, Mark? I'm glad you said that, though. Yeah, I was just going to add to it. So how, how did I get there? You know, well, I love I love YT. I love the concept of it. Jeff Taylor, the president of YT, was an ex-pro skateboarder. So that goes right down my, my passion history to skateboarding. Um, one of my good friends is Steve Caballero. Um, thanks to Mr. Joey Yates, uh, who introduced us. And um, Steve Caballero is good friends with Jeff Taylor. And Steve Caballero rides YT, and uh, a lot of the influence that I have around my neighborhood, the kids out here ride YT. So I was always a big YT fan. Nice. So I was on a ride with some of the guys from YT, and uh, I had a moment with the president of YT, like literally out riding. And I thought, well, hell, it was that thought process. Why don't you just throw it out there? Love it. And if if they say the worst they could say is no. You know, the best thing that could happen is you get support. And mm-hmm. and if they say no, find out why. Like, where's the yes at? At what point could there be a yes? You know, like, what do oh. I need to do to work towards a yes? Mm-hmm. So I remember kind of being nervous, kind of like how I handed Milton the, the sticker. Yeah, I just remember saying, hey, Jeff, um, you know, I don't know if you know I've got a podcast and a channel. And I'm really trying to grow it. This is my passion. I really enjoy it. Um, my intent is to bring positivity and motivation to the mountain bike community in, in a good way. Um, is there any chance 
that there would be a spot available for at that time I called it ambassadorship because I didn't know what to call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to to be on the YT team. Yeah. And uh I remember he looked at me and uh he said, Let's talk. Let's talk about that. And he seems just like a really genuine dude. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. another one of those gentlemen that like what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, and he loves mountain biking. So not only is he the president of YT, but he rides and he has fun and he hoots and hollers. Yeah. Like you would never know that he's the president of this corporate company, right? Because he's, mm -hmm. he's out there getting dirty with all of us and and cheering for the good stuff and like holding yeah. his breath for the bad stuff, you know? And, totally. And, uh, and getting the stoke. So. Well, I think that goes to this. Octodad actually has this question based on what you're talking about. I actually know the, the answer and I, you know, I'm sure this isn't just, but YT is for young talent. If you didn't know, didn't know what YT stands for, it stands for young talent. Mm -hmm. Ask Mark how, how old he is. Mark, before you say your age, yeah. uh, I remember Jeff telling us directly, this whole idea of young talent is not age, it's spirit. It's mm -hmm. pure heart, right? Like yep. this is being young at heart. Go ahead. If you, how old are you, Mark? Yeah, so I'm 47. 40. I just turned 47 on July 15th. <laughs> Did you? Did yeah. I miss your birthday? No, I didn't miss your birthday. I forgot you spent it at Sky Park and had that's a dope right. time with your family. Right. That was a fun day. Uh -huh. That's awesome. That a fun day. But yeah, so I'm not young by any means, but that stoke is young. That stoke exactly. is bridged back to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And mountain biking just drew it out of me. And it's something that I'd been missing for years. And just by stupid luck, I jumped on a mountain bike with my son. And we were both like, whoa, well, this is way more than just pedaling a bicycle. There's something yeah. else connected here. Yeah. And yeah, so Young Talent, YT, that was just, uh, for me, it was like a perfect fit. I love it. I'll be 49. I'll be 49 this year. And I'm so grateful for everything. Mountain biking has brought me some of my closest friendships. Like Mark, I, I love that I got to meet you and everybody else in this community. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. Uh, let's see here. Debbie, producer Debbie saying Mark's son was riding U-Size YT at Sky Park, said it was a borrowed bike. How cool is it? YT is making amazing bikes for the next generation. That's so dope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, YT has uh, their kids' bike, which is the Jeff C. It's called the Primus, mm -hmm. and it literally has the same components as as my Jeff C. It's just a smaller mm -hmm. version. It's a it's a twenty sixer. It's got wow, the dual cool. suspension and everything. Oh, geez, <laughs> man, the twenty sixer. Yeah, Urban Outdoors and saying it's not the age, it's the mileage. Let's all remember that. Forty eight is true. the new thirty. I love That's that. True. <laughs> hey, I want to point out real quick. You, I would do a quick callback. Uh, Mark dropped some knowledge. If you're all listening to this, watching, he dropped knowledge. He was trying to figure out if the answer is no from Jeff Taylor. Why is it no? And what can you do to make that a yes? This is just a big life thing. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in the development realm. So I, I'm like, you just drop gold on everyone. That's what holds people back is people assume no. And then they take no as the final answer as opposed to no as an insightful answer. Yeah. Right. To right. make some, some changes. That's I also want to point out with some of this stuff with sponsorship, support, ambassadorship. It's different by brand. Like I'm sponsored oh. by deity, but deity's not giving me swag, but there's a contract to these things. They give you something and it's and it's confidential and they go, this is you know what, what you're a part of. And so it's a big responsibility to agree to those things. And then I think that word ambassadorship kind of works across the board. You essentially become an ambassador for a brand that you believe in. Hopefully yes. you believe in, right? You're not just totally. taking something you don't believe in. 
Yeah, no, no, definitely. So, you know, so for, for the channel, it's all the stuff that I'm, I'm using. It's uh, obviously YT on the bike, Tasco for the gear, the gloves. Mm -hmm. um, I was 7IDP and uh, 7IDP, if you still love their gear, the, my, my discount code will continue to work there. But I discovered a new protective gear that actually needs my help. Not that 7IDP didn't need my help, but I feel more involved with this new brand. Um, they're heavy in the MotoGP world, um, but I can't yet say who it is. Um, oh, because, yeah, what a tease. Yeah, I what know, a tease, I know. <laughs> There's a bigger mountain bike um, influencer out there that's hopefully um, going to sign a contract with them. And I definitely don't want to steal any of that thunder, um, but I will also be joining that person when it comes time um, to do so. But yeah, I'm excited. This, uh, this particular company has got such amazing gear. I mean, it's protective gear. It's everything, but specifically for me, the protective gear is just so dang comfortable and it's ventilated. And, oh, nice. uh, I, when you read up on the technology on how they created this, this is using like Poisson's ratio. It's looking at things that are like honeycomb shaped in, in nature that when it bends and pressure hits it, it bends and becomes stronger when it bends. So you don't need like a ton of it and therefore it becomes light and airy. So I'm just like, man. You're going to end up giving wait. it away, Mark. You're going to end up giving <laughs> yeah. it away. Giving it away <laughs> no, that's, right? that's all I'm going to say about it. But, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and, and man, Curtis Ellis at Spy has been uh -huh. such a cool dude providing like foundation goggles uh, for not just me, but a ton of people and discount codes for a ton of people out in the mountain bike community. Just a uh, really cool technology. And the one thing that sold me about Spy, so my good buddy Joey Yates is colorblind. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sent me a pair of glasses that were really like secret, secret, secret glasses, right? Because they're not, they weren't out yet, but they, mm -hmm. so they wanted me to check them out. And so I put them on and it just made colors pop like everywhere, like there's no filter where you feel like things are being stained by a color. It's just, everything was poppy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell are these? These are great. And I learned that these were made for people who have colorblindness. Oh, how cool. My buddy, Joey Yates is colorblind. Mm -hmm. So I was told not to give these glasses to anybody under any circumstances. These are very secret, like proprietary uh -huh. stuff. So I see Joey in a parking lot, you know, we're getting ready to ride and I go, dude, throw these glasses on real quick. Uh -huh. And he throws them on, and for the first time, he's looking around, and I could just see it in his face, like he's stunned. Oh. And he looks at my bike, and the stump jumper at the time was black and red. Mm -hmm. And he goes, dude, I thought your bike was black and, I think he said like black and green. <laughs> oh, like, wow. I was like, no, bro, it's like black and, and red. Uh -huh. And uh, he just kept looking around, like a, like a kid looking around for the first time. And I'm like, man... I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to just give these to Joey. So I couldn't ask for them back. Uh, <laughs> so so they're, so leaked, they're leaked into the wild. I immediately, <laughs> I immediately text Curtis. I'm like, bro, I'm so sorry, dude, but I did give them to somebody I highly trust. Yeah. Joey Yates has got them, and he's going to keep it a big secret, but he's uh -huh. colorblind, and he, I could not ask for them back. There's no yeah. way. It's, it's, uh, we did a New Year's ride. And uh, when we were done, Joey went to the beach with his family. He watches the sunset with these glasses on for the first oh, time. Oh, how cool. For the first time. He sends me a text message with him in the glasses, and he goes, I never knew how beautiful these sunsets were. Wow. And I was just like, that, all right, I'm, I'm a spy guy now. 
Oh, that's that type of stuff. That's so sick. And and for those of you who don't know Joey Yates, the Pacific Yeti Joey Yates, I, I've had the privilege to ride with Joey a couple times now. And let me just say, Mark Hill keeps really great company. And Joey Yates is just the nicest dude. Like he's just so fun to be around and just has such a warm, encouraging like presence about him. I'm a fan. I became a fan of Joey Yates the second I met him. So I think it's sick that he got those goggles. He is. And he's the raddest guy. And he knows, God, man, he knows so many. He's the one that introduced me to Steve Cavallaro. Oh, okay. He introduced me to Jeff Taylor, the president of oh, YT. Wow. He introduced me to Nate Miller, the owner of Tasco. Wow. Like without, without it, Joey, I would, it's just amazing that uh-huh. he's so, you know, and he doesn't want anything from anybody. I love um, it. And, and he's a, freaking shredder he is sick on a bike <laughs> he's so good. oh my god he's so good and by the way uh spot i tried my first pair of spy foundation goggles at sky park the other day and they're and awesome sweet. oh my gosh <laughs> love them That's love them cool. so That's yeah cool. big fan of spy big fan yeah. of spy i'm a convert yeah. all right i want to get a couple more questions in here that i think are really really important they're important to me I've took over. I want to know these things. <laughs> You're driving the ship. <laughs> I'm driving the ship. Uh, who do you watch? Who do you watch? God, man, I watch everybody. I think you if do. you looked at my sub, <laughs> if you look at my sub, my subscription uh-huh. on on YouTube, if you're on a bike and you're uh-huh. having a good time, I'm hitting the sub button. You know, <laughs> I'm hitting the like. I'm hitting the sub, and then you're, uh, you're good like that. It. I mean, it's so easy to do. I when yeah. I look at my analytics, for example, I'm like, wow, eighty percent of the people that watch, they don't subscribe. And yeah. maybe it's maybe they're just getting fed it, or maybe they're who knows where they're coming from. But man, I don't know what the hangup is. So I mm-hmm. oppositely think if you're producing something that took you time and you and you enjoy it, I enjoy it. So I'm subbing. I'm subbing all the time. I love that. So when I go every day, I have to hit my my subscription button, uh-huh. and then on the top you scroll over, and if it's got a blue dot, you you know you have something new, and yeah. mine will just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of curse yourself, Mark. You got to be a little more selective. I know, I know, but it's awesome. I mean, I just discovered this new writer out of San Clemente, Antonio. I forget what his last name is, but he he shreds. Yeah, and uh, I think he might be a newer channel, and he's just like incredible, incredible writer, but only has I think like seventy subscribers or something like that. Yeah, and it's just like man, discovering these folks. Yeah. Like, you know when they're that way it's just uh I it's cool it's i have you and i have actually talked uh sub count is not an indicator of quality at Correct. all totally right totally. and and the other thing i've realized that's pretty cool is uh here's a little youtube secret for all you mtvers if you really really want to know what a trail is like the curse of being a consistent youtuber on your own locals is you become so good at your locals but watch people who aren't consistent with your YouTube videos, hitting your locals, and you will get the rawest emotional reaction on those trails. All the, oh man, oh, what? Like the gnarly stuff, right? And you'll start to remember what it was like to be a new rider on those trails. And that's what I've discovered. I, you know, when I, when I talk to uh, Robert about trails, uh, it's very easy to get lost in somebody's skill and go, that trail doesn't look too bad. And then you watch the majority of people who don't normally ride those trails and you realize that trail can actually be pretty gnarly, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and the GoPro does a way of taming things down too. So it's like the rider is so, you know, professional at that trail and then <laughs> their proficiency is there and then the They're, GoPro tames it down and you go there and you're like, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't look like this. <laughs> no, the GoPro right? lied. The GoPro lied. Let me switch that question up. So I asked who do you watch? How about this? Who should we watch? Oh, man. Who should we be watching? God, I don't know that answer. Come there on, is, Mark. Don't be diplomatic. There, Who should there we is, uh, There is so many. Let's uh, go with this. Let's YouTubers. go with under under a thousand subs. You don't have to say me. Yeah, I have under a thousand subs. I'm grown, but you don't have to say me. Yeah, <laughs> under a thousand subs. Who do we need to give a shine to? Definitely. So I would say, well, Adam Mock, obviously, right? Um, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, just the ability that you have to create content. And I didn't realize this about you, but you used to own your own type of marketing business or a firm. No, I didn't. I, I didn't own it. I ran a I ran a publishing and media company. Yeah, for so, fifteen years. Yeah. And, and when you look at Adam Mock's videos, you know you see the hard work that's been put into those into those episodes, like with the graphics and like when you here's a good example when we were having the Trail Dogs Day, your camera went funky when you were in yeah. you were saying hi to Tony, right, the yeah. outsider. And any, probably, at least for me, I would have said, ah, oh, dang it, I missed that opportunity. Like, just going to have to delete the whole thing. No, you created a cartoon <laughs> storyboard about how the conversation went. And you put that in the video. That was so cool. <laughs> was so I appreciate cool. that. Well, thank you. I'm glad you, you noticed that. I'm trying to work hard. If, if anyone is listening to this and wants to start a YouTube channel, especially around mountain biking, I'm going to tell you a big secret right now that we all know. You need to turn up consistently. You mm -hmm. you can't half-ass this, yeah. right? Like you have to be consistent or there's no reason for people to keep tuning into you. Yeah, I'd say consistency is huge. And then don't let yourself get in the way. Like just press record. You, you yeah. got to press record to get the footage. And then don't worry about the rest, you know? I mean, be on a schedule try to provide an episode consistently like you're saying, but provide something, just put it out there and then you'll find your way. Les yeah. Brown, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Les Brown who's a motivational speaker, Les Brown says, you don't have to be good to get started, but you gotta get started to get good. I love that, Mark. I love that. Okay, besides me, let's name a couple other people though, under, under a thousand subs, because I, I definitely don't want it to be about me. Yeah, no, I would say, I was going to say um, MTB Rad Dad, but he just eclipsed a thousand. He did. He just got it. And dude, his reviews on things, the way he sets it up. So if for those of you who don't know Adam Miller outside of the MTB world, he works in the camera industry. Yeah. So he knows how to make things pop with the lighting, with the right It looks angles, sick. His things. whole studio looks sick. So sick. So yeah. sick. And uh, yeah, he all of a sudden just jumped up to a thousand but I'd say, you know, probably the golden rule on people under a thousand is don't look at somebody who's under a thousand as they're not good. Right. Look at look at their content. Just open it up. Press play. Watch yeah. it. You know, see what you think. Don't look at the numbers because I can tell you I'm not a huge channel, but I can tell you that I battle with it on this end. I sometimes go, man, that video didn't get a lot of views. I must be doing something wrong. I must be, you don't get caught up in how many views you have or how many followers you have. Mm -hmm. It's the wrong way to look at it. If something is important to you and you want to share it, 
that's the place you want to be. And if you're watching something that means something to you, but the guy or girl has two followers, sub it. That's for you, you know? Don't don't look at the numbers so hard in, in that light. Don't let it don't let it deter you. That's that's great encouragement. Mark, I've I've kept you. I won't have your podcast go too long. So we're reaching the 120 mark. Anything that you want to say that we haven't covered? Because this this has been so fun for me to be able to do this just to hang this with is, you. This is fun for me too. I, <laughs> I'm just looking at how I, we have all these people on here. Uh, this is right. Oh, MTBDH Drew. He says he has only has 21. So let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, check, go check it out. out. Everybody, yeah, check out. Sure. Check out uh, Drew MTBDH. Craig uh, MTB Ragin is another one. Um, mm-hmm. Met him at Sky Park. Super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, just dropped in together. Found out that he has a channel. Uh, watched his channel, and he's out there in your neck of the woods, actually. He is. He rides with one of my other friends, the honorary mayor of Aliso, Greg Russell, who was just so kind to me when I was starting. And uh, I found Greg's uh, Craig's channel through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Send it, Frankie. For those of you who yeah. don't know, send it, Frankie. I mean, geez, Louise, that guy should, you know, you watch it. And if you want to think numbers, you watch his episode. It's like a cinema, the way he puts it together, the way he has yeah. the, the voiceovers and he tells the story and the adventure. I mean, and then he's somehow he's under a thousand. But then again, those numbers don't dictate. Frankie's quality. a great one. Yeah. He's yeah. prolific and consistent yeah. and quality content. Yeah. Quality and battling content. through an injury through yeah. this last year and he was going to do 365 days of writing and dude, yeah. that he's got quality stuff. So check him out too. Yeah. Aaron, um, isn't that true, Mark? What Aaron's saying, some of the videos I'm most proud of have almost no, some yes. are your favorite videos, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yes. Why didn't anyone watch that one? I put all that work into. I know. <laughs> I think the Colorado kid does a great way to poke fun at himself and other YouTubers when he goes, I'm working real hard on this video, you know, but it's probably at the four minute mark. So not very many of you guys are going to be here when it comes to that point, but I don't, I don't care. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. My last it. video, I just, uh, I, it, it's, you know, Red Dad calls it evergreen. I did a review video. It's evergreen because it'll just keep going. But I literally just threw some, like a quick George Michaels, uh, careless whisper, uh, tune in there and like a hunk, a shirtless hunk in there. Just, <laughs> no one has even commented on it. Come on, Hello? people. I gave you a hunk. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> I gave you a hunk. All right. Hey, I, I think it's worth mentioning. You're doing like a week-long thing of podcasts. Uh, you had one yesterday. You had one today. Tomorrow you have Zach Brown, Tumor Warrior. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a fan of Zach's. I'm excited about that one. Obviously, I'm a big football fan. You know, my huh? relationship with the New Orleans Saints and with Drew Brees. And then learning Zach, I actually met Zach through you, Adam, through that day, the flock ended yeah. up going to Summit. Uh-huh. I was able to join that ride, got to shake his hand and meet him. Then afterwards, kind of looked up his story and heard what he has gone through and yeah. just thought, you know what, I, if if my if my channel is a little bit of a platform, man, dude, grab the mic and tell it. So yeah. I invited him to come on the show tomorrow and i'm able to do all these because my family went out of town for um, a big kids camp trip my wife takes the kids every year and uh this year my littlest one was old enough to be in the big kids camp trip which cool. left me here at the house with all my devices <laughs> i gotta make a lonely mark meme <laughs> <laughs> i've got when like i've gone. got like my ipad here i got this i'm editing i'm like podcasting this is you know this is great but i do miss them in case yeah. uh 
I'm sure they're listening. So I your family's rad. I'm so grateful I had a chance to to meet them and hang out with you all. Um, they're you have a rad family. So oh man, they loved you guys too. You and Sarah. So good. Hey, uh, listen, all of you who have tuned in tonight, if you can make it tomorrow, don't miss Zach's story. Uh, incredible. I'll give you a short snippet. I'll give you a sneak peek. Uh, Zach wiped out on his mountain bike and went in for a CT scan to see if he was okay. And they found a brain tumor unrelated to his uh, wipeout 15 surgeries later. And he will pick up that story for you all tomorrow with Mark. Mm, so yeah. uh, quite incredible. He's only 21. So think yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Worth checking out. Worth checking out. Uh, any any other way you want to wind this down, Mark? No, just I really appreciate all you guys being on here. Always appreciate all the support, and I I, I mean it, man. Whenever anybody says hi or, or or stops me on the trails and says what's up, it just means a lot to me. And to see everybody showing up on the podcast and all the support here, um, all of the comments that come in to, through the chat, it just it's awesome, man. This is uh, what I was hoping for when I when I made this channel is to to create something that would have impact on people in a positive way, and it's just cool to see this uh, kicking off and, and growing. So I really really appreciate everybody. I do 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 mean that. Uh, I love it. And since I took over your podcast, I'm going to end it with this. Thanks everyone <laughs> for tuning in. Hopefully I'll see you all in the party chat tomorrow for Zach Brown, the tumor warrior. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that. So until tomorrow in the next podcast, hopefully we'll see you on the trails. Peace and love. You. And we did it, folks. Thank you, Senders, for still being here um, as Adam Mock took over the studio, the segment studio, and interviewed his special guest, which was me. Hope that uh, you gleaned something from my personal experience and my uh, personal story when it comes to how the segment was created and what the spirit behind the segment is. And really, it's all about just uplifting others, uh, sharing, motivating, and making positive impact um, through this channel. So um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Thanks again for tuning in. That one was a little bit more uncomfortable for me because the segment really is about other people. But uh, it was nice that um, Adam and a few others really wanted to hear the story uh, behind Mark Hill with the segment. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Special thank you to the supporters of the show. Thanks again to YT Industries, YT Live Uncaged. Also, thank you to Spy Optic for the awesome lifestyle and mountain bike gear that you create for this community and also special thank you to tasco tasco apparel some amazing stuff out there um, you guys can get discounts on those companies um, the tasco one is is in the show notes below if you click on that you will automatically get the 15 percent off for Tasco, anything that you want there on Tasco. Spy Optic, the uh, promo code for Spy Optic is Senders10, and Senders10 will get you 10% off of your purchase with Spy. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Join me on the next episode, episode 41, with the Tumor Warrior. Find out how a mountain bike crash actually sent this rider into a whole spin of other things that uh, he had to battle. It's going to be a great story. Hope you guys can join us on that. And I'll see you all on the next episode. Choo-hoo!